You know That's what I mean? That's fucking horrible. But not only that, not only online, but it's like, you know, f- there's like girls that get flashed like on the subway by a homeless man. Like, I'm sure that every woman it? listening to this has seen like some unwanted A wiener penis. that they didn't yeah. ask for. A wiener that they didn't ask for, right? You are listening to the Do Nature Podcast. Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast, and welcome back to the reactor where it's all made. Cold day in Portland, Oregon, but it's nice. Many things are made here. Many things are made. Including this very podcast. Including the sausage. Including the sausage that is this podcast. So Noah, these yeah. are the gripes. Let's do it. Where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something one. mildly irritating. I have a gross one. What I is your gripe? Gross one. Adam and I stopped at the gas station. I said, I have to use your disgusting bathroom. Can I please, can I please use it? They said, yes. Here's the bathroom key. Right. And now since Corona, when we're all a lot more germ, you know, looking at germs more, how disgusting is a bathroom key? I mean, everyone, yeah, everyone that is going to the bathroom uses the bathroom. Imagine the microbiome. Is touching the disgusting key. Yeah, imagine the microbiome on that key. Literally imagine it. So my my gripe is bathroom keys, how absolutely disgusting they are. And there are locks now on doors that you can scan from your phone. So I'm like wondering what the best, the best way for a customer to use a bathroom now would be to scan, right? It'd be to scan the door, then the door would unlock. If you wanted to keep your bathroom locked, just don't use the key. Get rid of the key somehow. Restaurants, whatever. Get rid of the bathroom key. It's disgusting. Husband's a beast. He's a big wet beast. Hey. No. Yeah. It's time for us to play our game. Let's do it. In 2017, OkCupid got rid of its usernames. So you used to have, everyone used to have a weird username instead of their name. Yeah. Right? What was your AOL name growing up, by the way? Uh, it was Ant Flamingo. Okay, Mama Sand Lizard. Please rank for me one to five your favorites of this list. Okay, oh. I'm going to go through reading them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Softballs007. Softballs with a Z. I mean, I mean somebody's going to beat okay. that one. Softballs007. Yeah, I, I don't All see right. how somebody's going to beat there's, that there's one. There's some good ones. Just plain old Bob. Staying positive. Paw, like paw, like a dog. Uh-huh. Beauty missing beast. Or super lonely man. <laughs> Once again, super lonely man. Beauty missing beast. Staying positive. Just plain old Bob. Or softballs007. Okay, well, obviously, softball. I'm, I'm going to go backwards to forwards. Yeah. I'm going to go lonely dude is my least favorite. I think. Without, <laughs> without, like, without creativity. You don't like super lonely, man. I hate super lonely dude. Okay. Then I'm going to go the Bob one. Okay. Then then beauty missing beast. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. That <laughs> That's my good. favorite. That one's good. Yeah. And then uh, what was the other one besides the balls one? Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, th- th- staying positive. Staying positive. Positive. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that one's third. Then Beauty Missing Beast. And, and then, then Softballs 007. Softballs 007. <laughs> okay. No, what's our topic today? Hey, our topic is have dating apps ruined dating. This one's for all you all you cats and kittens out there. Lovely cats and kittens. All you all lovely cats and kittens out there that are on the dating apps. That's okay, right. Recently, we went home for Thanksgiving. We talked to our friend, okay, our good, our good friend Scamp, and realized that this is a topic that needs to be covered. There's a lot of frustration out there. So what is going on? And also, there's a lot of statistics out there. About dating that haven't been available until now. Most so it's really interesting. Overview. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into what dating used to look like. Then we're gonna hit common complaints about dating, dating during COVID, and then we're gonna finish up with is online dating better. There you go. Summary. There you have it. Adam. Yep. In beginnings that don't suck. You have right. sixty seconds. Tell us the history that we oh. need, that we need to know getting into the episode. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. In the olden days, the days of yore, when <laughs> the girl or boy next door was actually within relative distance. A real person. That would have been within marrying age. You basically just married that person and it was an easier game. Sick. You met a decent person, you get together and bam, that's it. Okay? The lack of choice as always breeds pure happiness. As we know, choice is the worst. However, now you turn on your phone and thousands of different and strange wieners and breasts and vages are just waiting for you to explore. Okay. So the question then is, does this level of gratification and instant meetup negatively affect the dating experience? Does it negatively affect 
romance in general. We shall explore. And Noah, now it is time for our theme. Our theme. Our theme for today is technology does not always help. Yeah. In fact, actually, it makes things a lot worse sometimes. Okay. <laughs> and we're 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 about we're about to dive into that. No kidding. Even when logically it should make things better, but sometimes it does not. No, sometimes it doesn't. Okay. So to start us off, I'm gonna go into what dating used to look like. What we need to do to to <laughs> in a brain 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 dump. <laughs> um, what's really cool again about all the, all this modern dating is that we have tons of data on relationships and human tendencies that we've never had before. So it's incredibly interesting to look into it. To compare what dating used to look like, the first thing that we need to do, Adam, yeah, is that we need to set a date of actually when did dating start to change based Ooh. on online dating. Oh, is it at the advent of online dating or okay. is it earlier? Well, we exactly. So we need to we need to we need to set the date of when online dating actually changed because okay. there, there's two forms of it, okay? I'm going to take you through the, what I'm going to do now. I'm going to take you through the chronology of online dating. Yeah. Is your girlfriend out there? There's a, uh, Hey, we got a lady in the studio. We have a, uh, an intruder. Talk about dating apps. Yeah. Right. We have a lady in the studio. Where'd you meet? Where'd you meet Debbie? Uh, I met her at a house party. In real, real person. Yeah. In real life. I met her in the RL. As, as we're alone later, you know how many, do you know what percent of millennials? Tell me. Wish that they, wish that they like would rather meet someone in person. What's the percentage? 84%. I think that the origin story of dating is one of the, you know, it's a very important part of romance to people. Yeah. But does it actually okay. matter in the long run? I don't know. I'm going to get back on track. What I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through the chronology of dating apps and we're going to lock down the date of when dating changed forever. As okay? long as you say something where I can finally use the sexy sacks appropriately. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So in 1994, kiss.com became the first modern dating site. Yeah. But it wasn't until 1995 when the boomer favorites... Known as Match.com. Match, Match.com, baby. We're talking yeah. about eHarmony, OkCupid, JDate, Christian Mingle, FriendFinder, baby. Oh, you mean those are all the sites that Match.com owns? So basically 1994. The yeah, Match group? Yeah, pretty much. 994 was the first um, online dating app used on a desktop to ever come out. In 1995, it blew up with all basically the boomer dating apps that you know. Also, lesser known, Afrodate came out. Yeah. Which is not a site now, and I, I couldn't find it, but it used to be for black women. What is to, the black dating site now? No, Afrodate used to be for black women to meet Jewish men. No. Yes, shut up. Yes. Do you remember this? We made our friend a profile on it. It's called Afrodate? Afrodate. It was do specifically for black women remember, to meet Jewish men. Do you not remember making a certain someone a profile on it? No. No, okay, I don't. Fuck it. We're moving on. <laughs> In 1998, four years after its inception of online dating, Dating passes. Do you know what it passes? What? So it goes from being the lowest possible way that, that you meet your couple to the second lowest, and it passes church at 6%. Oh, where you would meet someone. So out of like out of all the couples that met, right, 6% of them were meeting from church. Uh-huh. And in 1998, online dating passed church at okay. 6%. Okay. So it, it was the most frequent. Yep. And then in 1999, it passed meeting by neighbors at 9%. Meeting by, what about, where's meeting with friends? Meeting yeah, by yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get into that. Okay. So it's not the most frequent in 1999. No. In, in 1999, online dating has, has passed church and neighbors. That's where we're at. Uh-huh. We're at 1999. Problem is in 99, Adam, is that it actually stagnated. Okay. It got a lot of bad juju, a lot of bad press, and it wasn't in, in it got to 20%. In 2000 and stayed the same until 2012 when what came about? What came around? I can't speak. What came around? Um, Tinder probably, right? Exactly. Yeah. So stagnated at 20%. Then Tinder came and made it absolutely skyrocket. And in 10 years, now 40% of all couples that meet, meet through online dating or apps. That's where we're at. 40%. Yeah. We're at 40% right What about now. all the hookups? Does that count? What if, what if you just go to Schmang? Great. This is, that, that's a great question. This is just couples. So this is really just dating, not sex. So when doing this research, there's really two different things. And there's, there's two different things that people want from a dating app. There's sex and then there's relationships. 
Okay. You're Correct? right. Yeah. Okay. So these stats are just couples. Of the couples that have met, how did they meet? Okay. We're going to get into sex later. Good. Good from you. <laughs> how people met before online dating. So we're going to go before 1995. If I'm not making sense here, jump in. No, you're good. So before 1995, how did people actually meet? Again, this is only 25 years ago before any kind of dating app. What do you think the top one is, Adam? How did people meet before 1995? It's got to be friends, right? Very good. 33%, a third of all couples met through friends. The yeah, most definitely. common way to meet. For sure. 19% met at bars or restaurants or public spaces. Oh, wow. Just uh, a rando? Just a rando, a rando encounter? Rando at the bar. Wow. Most romantic option, probably. 19% met at work or through coworkers. Okay, back. Why is it not okay to schmang at work anymore or to meet someone know. at work? I don't know. It's like a, it it's doesn't a, make my any friend, sense. My, my friend, shout out Craig Bellinger. Love you. They, yeah, he met his lovely wife at, at, at work, I believe, and they had to like keep it secret for a while. It doesn't make any sense. I know tons of people that met at work. Why but, like, do you, you have, have to keep it secret It's like now? a thing you have to keep secret. Not why? Sure. Why? Not is sure. it a liability issue? No idea. 15% met through family. 10% met in primary or secondary school. 9% met in college. This was weird. More people, more people meet in primary and secondary school than meet in college. Primary and second. What is primary school? Elementary. Okay. Elementary and middle school. 10%. Okay. 10% of couples met in elementary school? Elementary, middle school, high school. Okay. So what are we, what are we digging for here? What are we... The reason that I'm reading these stats, thank you for asking, is because yeah. I'm going to compare the stats in 1995 before online dating to how people meet now. Okay. I have now the stats in 2020. Gotcha. 8% met through neighbors, 7, 6-7% met through church. Gotcha. Okay. Now we're going to jump to 2020. Okay. Now we're here. How do people meet here, Adam? Well, we've already talked- uh, Yeah, Tinder and stuff, right? We've already talked about it. 40% meet online. Before yeah. 1995, it was zero. percent mm -hmm. Now meet in a bar or restaurant, which, which overtakes through friends as the most popular other way to meet someone as the most popular other way to meet someone oh, through bars, through bars. Yeah. So here's, what's crazy. Only two things from 19, only two ways to meet someone have gone up from 1995. Yeah. Meeting online. Okay. And meeting in a bars or restaurants. So meeting in bars and restaurants has That's so weird. How that weird is up. that? How so weird is that? There's more people meeting at meeting their sniffing other at a bar. Everything else has gone down. So wait, what is, wait, wait, just, just, just what is it like to meet someone? Uh, at, I don't understand meeting at a restaurant. Like, do they go over to someone else's table? Or the like, category was called bar restaurant, right? It, it, they mean bar, bar slash restaurant. They mean bar, they mean right? bar. No one's at a just restaurant. They serve like, food doesn't mean you got to put the restaurant nomination in there. If, I've never seen that. I've never seen a dude get up from his table, go to a different table and be like, that, Hey, Hey, what I are you eating? having family dinner, but you look, you look like I would like to eat you for we, dinner. 20, so it's 27%. That's up from, in 1995, only 19% met at a bar or a restaurant. Crazy. Okay. So actually, that one's up 8%. Oh, but, but the other ones are down, right? Church is definitely down. Yeah. So friends, do you know what friends, and friends is right now? No, sorry. Not friends and family. Just friends. Yeah. Joey has a spinoff and Chandler. Good one. That was yeah. a low bar. That was a low bar for you. Yeah, it was. What do you think meeting through friends is it now? It was 33% 33, it was 33 in 1995. Oh, is it like 19%? That was this is crazy good. Yeah. It's 20%. Yeah, they say I'm a great guesser. That Once is again, really a great the guesser you. of the year. <laughs> Suck it. 20% meet through friends, which is a fall of 13%. So here's a crazy thing to think about. Okay? Meeting through friends in the last 25 years has fallen 13%. Got it. Meeting at a bar is actually up 8 Crazy. Okay. So you're introduced to people way less through your friends, but if you go to a bar... You know, chance, chances are better nowadays. Less likely to meet through your friends, more likely to meet straight. I have so much, so many theories to why this is the case. Well, do, do people just not? Some people don't. Past? I feel like people used to be more open to introducing friends to each other, right, and setting them up. Matchmaking so, doesn't happen as much, maybe. So I think before dating apps, it was much harder to meet strangers. And so friends, there was more of a push for friends to like, you know, if you set someone up, they're really going to give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. Because it vets, it vets both of you. Right. If, if vets both of you and, and also it's a way for someone else to meet a stranger when they don't have any other means to do that. But that's what some dating apps have taken on to that. Like hinge, you know, hinge is like connected to Facebook. 
Yeah. Where you can meet someone that you are like six degrees of Kevin Bacon yeah, friends with. Right. But how many Facebook friends do you have? Me? Yeah. Like a bajillion? I mean, you don't make a million friends without making some enemies. Without making Am some I right? enemies. Right. But like how many of them like... So when, you know, if you were setting up your friends, that'd be like a good... It'd be a good friend. It'd be a good match that you think would work. Yeah, definitely. Also, uh, more nefariously, I feel like friend groups as a whole, you probably have less friends as a whole than someone in 1995 did because they didn't move too far they didn't they didn't move as much uh they they probably knew more people in person and were doing more activities yeah so anyway friends down bars up got it co-worker 11 11 percent now meet through a co-worker which is a drop of seven percent in the last 25 years this is bullshit i hate this one seven you should be allowed to meet someone at work i don't get it yeah, why is that a thing that you're not? I don't not? get it it's at like all. Taboo, I mean, it's, it's in like every employee handbook. And like they tell you like in the, training on the first day everywhere. Like no relationships. Especially because now we, make any we sense. work more hours than ever before. Right. People work more hours than ever before. So it's like now you're, you know, the place that you're going to spend I mean, even more time at. You're not I know I'm going to be a monkey, but why can't I be a monkey? Why you can't know, a monkey just a little sex monkey with other monkeys. Yeah. 7% meet through family, a fall of 8%. Okay. 6% through primary and secondary school. 4%. Now meet this. I don't get this at all. Only four percent of couples meet through college now, which is a fall of fifteen percent. That's really funny. That's really funny that people don't usually meet in like high school or college. There's not a no. lot of high school sweetheart action so, going on. So in college, you don't really meet your your significant other in college now. No, I mean you are the exception. You want to tell your personal story? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to save it for later because I, I have a, I have a whole take. Ooh, I have a whole take. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um. Only 4% meet through church now, which is a fall of 3%. What's synagogue? Sorry, church. Sorry, church. Going down. Well, just less. I mean, and there's also way less people that go to religious institutions I mean, as well, right? Yeah. The the decline of religion. That would be interesting. Takeaways. Takeaways. Takeaways from this again. Mm-hmm. Only two have gone up in the last 25 years, which is online, which went from 0 to 40%, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Meeting in a bar or re- and meeting in a bar or restaurant, just bar. I got a new word for restaurants that have bars. Barstaurant, a restaurant that really is a bar that has a, like a big open bar. Yeah, barstaurant. Okay, barstaurant. There's so many barstaurants in Austin. Austin is hey. just like a barstaurant. It's like a happy hour place. That's because it's always warm and you can have huge barstaurant. There's barstaurants everywhere. There's to if you're gonna meet your couple somewhere, let me tell you, Adam. There's about a seventy percent chance that you're gonna meet your significant other either online or at a bar. How many people meet their significant other on a mechanical bull at Shooters? 27 percent okay 27 percent of them got it me there so all other things have gone down yep adam interesting actually what i want to talk about this for a sec sure it just i feel like if you're because i talked to i talked to a couple people on both sides okay i talked to some some ladies i talked to some dudes about the online dating that are currently using it if you're the kind of person that so like some dudes right they have like my friend, like his friend is like a professional photographer and he's a really good looking dude. He's a really tall dude. He does great online. Well, I'm sure. Cause right? he's a professional photographer. He's great picks. He's got great picks. Cause like, cause his friend's like a pro photographer. Oh, definitely. He's yeah, a good looking sure. dude. Uh-huh. It's going to work for him. But like s- some other dudes, it's like, if you're not good online, if you don't have good picks, like I would have picks with a smartphone cause I'm an idiot. Right. You know, if you don't have good picks and you're not good at a bar, it's going to be, you then that's 70% of the way couples meet now. This is like your little tangent, just being like, you need to be good at Photoshop to, to no, get it on. No, my thing is that if you, if you know you're not good online or good in a bar, you've really got to think about where you're going to go and how you're going to plan your attack. Cause, cause here, here, I was going to save this for later, but my thing is that me and you, mm-hmm. so with the, with the dating apps now, right? You can like filter for height basically. For sure. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell my Ashley story now. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so if me and Ashley were, were on the dating apps, right? Okay. There is no way that she would swipe yes on me. Why is that? Because my, my profile would say that I'm five, five and have a small business and no money. But you have a sick bod. Sick bod. I have as many, <laughs> I have as many bod picks as You're a sick entrepreneur. I, I have as many bod picks in there as possible, but there's no way that she would swipe yes on me. So the only way that like, I feel like I would compete online, J date. Oh. Yeah. You'd have to go. To well, I was going to say this too, that I was going to add to your point that I wouldn't have met my girlfriend either online because we're so different. I mean, she just wouldn't have been searching for the things that I right. like. I have this. We're whole... so different. How can you meet an opposite? It's, it's you're searching for similarity online, right? 
and you get ranked in similarity. We're gonna go into satisfaction. This is part. This is part of the problem. We're just so different. There's this no part. way we'd meet up. My girlfriend, she's she's filtering for six foot and over. Six and, foot and over. And I'm fucking Damn. gone. She's searching for a quarterback. All American quarterback. All American quarterback. Bring Not short, Daddy. short Jewish. Hey, yeah. Common complaints. Let's go to common. Sure. Complaints yeah. Let's go to now. common complaints. Let's do it. Okay. So in these complaints, here's what we're gonna go over. We're gonna go over. The fact that, not the fact, the opinion that online dating sucks in general, catfishing, men sending the penis, which is going to be your favorite section. Wrote this for you. Thank you. Okay. And why they send the penis. We're going to do those three. I know there's more complaints, but those are the three that we're going to do. Cat, so what is it? Catfishing, men sending the penis. Online dating sucks in general. Online dating blows in general. Catfishing. Catfishing. And men sending the penis. And men sending the penis. Okay. So Good. online dating sucks in general. According to the Pew Research Center, Pew, the virtues and downsides of online dating, it was called, poll of 5,000 adults in 2019, in an oft-cited, no, it's hotly debated, an oft-cited paper. Six in 10 online daters say their experience was positive, which was something that I didn't think they were going to do. Those are not the stats that I have, but keep going. That's okay. Six in 10 online daters say their experience was positive, according to Pew Research, with the majority saying it was easier to find someone they found attractive online than in person. Okay, while a majority also said it was easy to find someone who shared their interests and hobbies. So, six out of 10 said their experience was positive. However, 60% of those six out of 10 also said they were very frustrated by online dating. So, it seems like people are frustrated with the process while agreeing that it could be a net positive. A majority, but it's very split, right? Six out of 10 isn't like a majority by a lot. That is not what I've seen, but okay. This is according to Pew Research. Okay. A study done in 2019. So, okay, this is according to Pew Research, right? So let's look at some of the quotes, the qualitative data. The quotes for online dating, we've got two, one from man, one from woman. This is the man aged 43. He says, you read people's profiles and know what they're all about before reaching out to them. So it's cheaper than going on a date to find out the hard way. A woman age 28 also said, it's easy to meet people. It's easy to break the ice. It's easy to size people up to see if you would really like to date them. Okay. A couple things on that. From, from sure. Me. Go ahead. Um, it's actually, it's actually harder because there's more, there's actually, so let's say that you're at like, you're at a, before the dating apps where you had to approach someone in person or there was no way you were going to get laid or, or meet someone. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you go approach someone in person, you can actually see in like 10 minutes whether you're going to get rejected or not. There's actually very, very little time investment in that. You, go, you up, go meet someone? You, let's say you're at a bar. You see a girl. You go up, you go up talk to her, right? Yeah. You're going to get rejected or approved in like 10 minutes. 10 minutes? It's going to be like 30 seconds. Yeah, like 30 seconds, right? Yeah. There's no time investment. So with, with the apps now, one of the problems is that you want the person to check all the boxes because of a very large time investment that you're going to have to make to even get to that first interaction in person. So sometimes when you, let's say you match with someone, mm. it's going to take like a week to two weeks sometimes of witty texting back and forth every single day to get to a date, to even get to that face-to-face -face interaction where in person you just get right there. So one of the, one of the things that people are really frustrated with is that actually there's way more time investment into dating now, although there are more options. Okay, so it takes over more of your life. It actually takes over way more, while there are more options and while you can filter for a better match, Okay. It it, there's way more time investment to just get to that face-to-face -face interaction. That goes, okay, that goes perfectly into some of the quotes I have against online dating. So let's look at two of those. Okay. This is one from a man aged 56. He says, there is a constant influx of new inventory. It's made dating more of a shopping activity, consumerism, than an interpersonal experience and an emotional one. The swipe right mentality starts to affect us in everyday life. Okay. So like what you were saying, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like you're going to a grocery store and you're just checking things off the list. Right. So, and I was talking to my friend about this. Let's, let, let's say that when you're using, like when you're using the app, you want like you want your significant other to check these five boxes. You're like, I'm not gonna look at anyone that doesn't check these five boxes, right? Okay. And the reason is is because I have to spend so much time witty texting them to basically get to the face to face that I need to make sure it's gonna like possibly work, right? Yep. Okay. If you're at a bar or you're in person, which people were forced to do before the app, so people were more open to, mm -hmm. if you're at a bar or whatever in person, and let's say that that significant significant other checks three out of the five boxes. 
doesn't have the hair color you want. doesn't have the height you want, whatever. But you see them interacting with their friends and they seem like really cool. Or you see like a girl that orders a drink that you really like and you're like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, then like there's no time commitment to go up to them and start talking to them. Oh yeah, I see. So you can get you can you're saying that you can get qualified very easily, quickly, right? Rather can, than just right, you can qualify, disqualify. You used to be able to qualify, disqualify super, super easily. But why doesn't I don't this builds frustration? The reason that this is important is because it builds frustration. But that qualification process. process doesn't it also happen online. So when someone very if you're talking online and someone ghosts you, that's qualification, right? Very good, very good. So. There is that qualification online, right? Where you're trying to make them check the boxes. But here's the thing with people. Okay. Would you rather, Adam, I told you, hey, you got to order from Uber Eats. Uh-huh. And there's a hundred restaurants or I have two dishes I think you'd really like. I like a two. I, I just the chef. Give the chef. The chef. Yeah. yeah make what he wants. Here's yeah. the thing. People don't know what they actually want. Definitely. They don't know. No, no one knows. And I, and I want to bring this back to, to me and Ashley. If we were both on the dating apps, mm-hmm. I, there is no way that I would have had a chance. Right. But, but if I see Ashley <laughs> going back to what our gripes were at the beginning, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying that she wouldn't have swiped yes on me because I wouldn't have had her metadata, so to speak. I wouldn't have had the height requirements that she wanted. Yeah, I understand. But, but if we were at a bar... Maybe I could have gone up to her. It doesn't and just had have a to be a bar, right? We, it can be a grocery store. It can be on saying. the corner. You get what I'm yeah. saying. Maybe I would have had a chance at that bar. And so one of the reasons I think people are frustrated is because they're searching for exactly what they want. And when they go to the date and they're not, it's not working, they're like, what the fuck is wrong? Because all it meets all my checkboxes. It matches up. Because yeah. do you know why? Because the magic, there's something magical that is not there in the app. And there's more work being taken to actually get to see if there is magic. So it's actually more frustrating. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think those are some good points about okay. why it might be more frustrating to do online dating and why it might suck in general. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, those are all good points. The one thing I will say for is that it does give you a way to meet people easier. Like what if you're someone that is just working 12 hours a day, you get home, it's like six o'clock, you feed your dog and you're fucking exhausted. You know, it gives them an easier way to meet people. We're all working so hard now. We don't have the time. And furthermore, we don't have the institutions that people in, in yay olden days used to have. The, like, you know, like things like the Lions Club, things like the church or whatever religion right. you have. Right. Where the, and other kind of clubs, like maybe a shooting club or something. Clubs and institutions were just bigger and now they are not as big. So it's harder to meet people. Right. Or. Yeah. Or. I think it's a good point when you said. Or is that an illusion? Is being online and, and swiping and matching, is that the illusion that it's easier to meet people? Whereas back in the day, actually, your friends were 13% more likely to recommend someone to you. Your coworkers were 11% more likely. Family was, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, it was much more likely that these other avenues would actually recommend someone to you that you're going to have a face-to-face interaction with and not have to do two weeks of texting with. All good so points. is it is it is it an illusion that it's easier? That's what I ask. No, it, it's it's easier to meet people on the app. I mean, for someone, it's, not, it's easier to meet people. I don't know if it's easier to get into a relationship to meet. A I couple. mean, to go to the end to a successful relationship to all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go, speaking of illusions, let's go to catfishing. Okay. Let's okay. Do it. 71%, because this is according to the, the Pew Research study that I just mentioned, 70, 71% of users say that people lie about themselves to appear more desirable. Okay? What I have to say about this is not scientific, but it's just that doesn't everyone do a little bit of catfishing, even in dating off the apps? 71% of people? 71% of users of the apps say that they lie about themselves to appear more desirable. Okay, so most people admitted that they do lie about themselves. What is a lie though? What is a lie? What is a white lie? Like on the web, on the app, you know, if you say that you are like leading an engineering project, right? Right. When, when really you're like you talking to, to, Nic- to like Nicaraguans about how to, you know, you know, use the headset that they've been given <laughs> right, 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 right. at the office. Like what's, what's the, the what's the <laughs> semantics, right? Like, come yeah, on. Yeah. Like that's what you do in a resume, right? Okay. In a resume, you put the, your best foot forward, very right? Good, very good. Yeah. But I would say this. Yeah. And let me say this to you, Adam. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Because of the way that online, that it's structured and because of when I say metadata, what I mean is a person's like, you know, 
income, hair color, height, whatever, like just like the the ten things that would just describe their basic basic composition. When I when I talk about that, I think people are a lot more prone to lie. I think that this is part of the frustration is that people are a lot more prone to lie because they don't want to be filtered out of search results from from getting a hit. What Definitely would you true. if you were single and you were tr- I and you were trying to compete this way through the app, which I wouldn't do because I know it would be a failure for us. We're too short. But but if you were trying to compete on the app, yeah. would you not say that your height was like five eight? Yeah, fucking. I I was on the on the apps. Okay, so between my college girlfriend and between this lovely girl that I have now. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Debbie, that I live with. I was on the apps a little bit for a year or two. Okay. Okay. More than a little bit. Oh, we're going to talk about what you did. Let me tell you, that height was definitely a 5'7". Did I ever go up to 5'8"? That would be a little bit egregious. Right. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm saying is because people are more pushed to actually make some stuff up to not get filtered out. Right. Then when they meet in person, there's even more frustration. There's more frustration. I, more totally frustration. Agree. So I totally agree. This is a, okay. this is a valid complaint. That's why we're talking about it. Okay. Okay. Catfishing. Um, the Jerry Seinfeld quote about catfishing, I think sums it up best, right? So let's face, he says, let's face it. A date is a job interview that lasts all night. The only difference between a date and a job interview is not many job interviews. Is there a chance you'll end up naked at the end of it? Jerry. Good, Jerry. Clean, clean, but funny. Let me tell That's you. That's what Jerry When does. Jerry was younger, clean but funny, baby. I saw a picture of Jerry when he was younger. Handsome, 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 handsome devil. He brings, he brings the fire. Absolutely do you, do you like devil. his stand-up? Yeah, it's great. Who doesn't? As that's Jew- that's as, the beauty as, of it. As a, as a Jewish man, you yeah. have to like it. So yeah, catfishing is fucked up, right? But there's levels of it. Like if someone is just completely, like if you've seen the actual movie catfishing where the person pretends to be someone completely different than who she is. And then shows up. That sounds pretty bad. But if there's like a little catfishing, like, you know, five, 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 seven, you know, who's counting, right? Who's really counting? You know what I mean? But I led an engineering team. But, but this yeah. is leading, the frust- leading to the frustration. I know, but in real, but on the first date in real life, Okay, if you meet someone in the in the bar, the restaurant, or whatever, yes. what are you going to be like? Hey, like I take like antidepressants every day, just so you know, and like also no, I, like pick, I like to pick my nose. You're gonna put, yeah. your, but there's nothing. You're gonna put your best foot forward. But here's the thing: when you meet someone in in like if you if you meet someone in real life first before seeing them online, the thing about online is that what is there like five or six pictures that you've staged that you picked the best pictures, and so when you meet in person, it's never going to look like. The pictures that were online, whereas in real life, you might be watching someone at the bar before approaching, and yep. you might see a lot of their faults. So you might know what? exactly what you're getting into. Definitely not. Physically. Definitely not. You might see a lot of their physical faults. You might see some of them. Okay. Rather than pictures, pictures can have a lot of shit. Right. You can make way more stuff up online. It's definitely true. Okay. But, I mean, dating in general is like is like a fake, and then, you know, eventually you get to know the real person behind the dating. You know, you get to know that, like, I rip huge farts and stuff. Right. stuff like, and that's going to be something that it's you're going to have to be down with. What year of the relationship is to get, like, real? Where you're just like, I'm going to literally rip two, farts two. now. Wait, wait, wait. I That was, uh, that was like, month two for me. I think, I don't think I ripped fart until two, year two. Year After, two is when me. things get really real. Year two is like, okay, this is really happening. We're going to rip butt. Year, this year, is year like, two is like, this is time to fart. <laughs> year two is like, I have to fart. This, have you <laughs> pooped? Have you done a poo with the door open yet? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think when you have kids, then it's just like, there's chaos, you know, maybe. And it's just like, yeah, we're just going to do it. Things I think when happening. you have, yeah, when you have kids, you just got to fucking work together to get it done. Man, okay. The last one we're going to talk about for complaints and there are other complaints. And you know what? If you have a complaint that we didn't talk about, put the complaint on the review in iTunes. Yeah. Just give us five stars. There you go. Right there. There it's you easy. go. I won't complain about that. Men sending the penis. All right. so tell me about men sending the penis. I can't believe people do this. Do they think it's going to work? We're going to talk about why people do this. Why they might be doing this. All right? Okay. Listen. 46% of women have received a sexually explicit message or image that they didn't ask for. But interestingly enough, they're not the only ones. 26% of men, this is according to the Pew Research Study again. 26% of men have received a vag or breast that they didn't ask for. That is so horrible. It's horrifying. So obviously <laughs> the fact that half the women using online dating have received an unasked for penis is terrible. That's a lot. Half? Right? Yeah, basically half. Half of them. Half. And I know every girl that's listening to this is like, I have received one. You know that's what I mean? That's fucking horrible. But not only that, not only online, but it's like, you know, f- there's like girls who get flashed like on the subway by a homeless man. Like, I'm sure that every woman it? listening to this has seen like some unwanted A wiener penis. that they didn't yeah. ask for. A wiener that they didn't ask for, right? Um, and that sucks. Okay? So 
my questions here. Is it the same user that's just shotgunning his penis around the internet? You know, is it just one bad dude? Is it one bad actor? So yes. do you remember chat roulette? Like how fast can you get to the guy on chat roulette who's just spanking it in his dark room? All right. And what is the strategy that this person is hoping for? Okay. So let's explore a little bit why this is happening. Let's explore. Why are the penises being sent to figure Here's how it women? goes down. Here's how it goes down. Okay. And this is from a real story. A 31 year old woman has a super nice chat with a postgraduate English lit major. Right about the merits of the great Gatsby. And they finally agree to meet in London for, as he says, in quotes, a cup of coffee and a nice walk by the river. Right? Who would oh say who would say no to that? God. Right? Fuck sounds this, sounds great. Kind of fuck okay? this, fuck he this suggests game, they swap phone numbers to make arrangements easier. And as she says, okay, he almost instantly sends her a picture of his penis. No, is this a real story? Yes, it's a real story. So why is this Why would he blow the date? Why would he send her the picture of the wiener right there? Why would he blow the date? Why is this happening, right? Okay. Why? One reporter from The Guardian posted this question on Reddit as to why this might be happening. She got over 500 different responses before the actual thread was shut down by the administrators. So I went on the thread, and this is what some people say about why they send dick pics, right? We are not saying. It is not okay to send a dick pic ever, unsolicited. But these dudes ruin it for, for they like ruin it for 99 And then the problem is that women think that every man sends a dick pic. I, I, that's why I hate these dudes. They're literally okay. killing all of us. While 50% of women have received a penis online, 50% of men haven't sent a penis. That's not how it works. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? More than 50% haven't sent a penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, probably less than 1% that have sent the penis. Right. Less than 1% are sending the penis to 50% of women. Okay. So here's what Jake said. He said, I've done it a few times in the past, and I think it's mostly about validation. Although men will never admit it to it, we are very insecure about our bodies, especially down there. So unconsciously, we just want someone to say we look nice or that we are attractive. Okay, interesting. Dave, if the conversation had some potential but was slowing down or becoming boring, I would sometimes send a dick pic. <laughs> to like to rev it back up? To rev it back up, right? Is he like in his mind that that's going to work? I don't know. Because either they stop texting me or I get laid. So he's doing a closed loss, right? He's doing close loss. He's like, the conversation's dying down. I'm going to send the dick and either I get... Okay. I, I don't know how you would get laid doing this though. I don't think that is, Wait, that is actually true. That would I, ever happen. I don't think yeah. I've ever met a girl that would ever have sex with someone that sent it. Unless they were picture. Brett Favre. Unless they were Brett Favre who well, sends yeah, you the I penis. Under, I understand that. But I don't, I don't know how this would ever work for you. But it's like, you know, like... It's really weird. Celebrities do it too. I think they're just being like, it's like a shortcut. The guys think it's like a short, there's like a hack. They're like, here's the dick. What are you going to do about it? Okay, no, so, and I move. So he's just like, he's like, oh, blah, blah, we're texting, we're texting. What? I'm just going to show you the penis. Right, but it's like, you know, it's it's not okay. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, if you were on the dating apps and a girl sent you a picture of her vagina. Listen, this happened to me. There are, there no are women who send boobs and vages out on the internet to you. If you have a decent looking profile. It depends on what the vag and the boobs would look like. And it's absolutely never the, the ones that you want. Right. It's right. never going to be a and, good one. And also, if someone's just sending that to you, is that, is that like, no, it's who gross. else are they sending it to? Like no, hundreds of no, people? I'm saying that it's gross. but Don't but, do it. Yeah. It's gross, but if it was like a really good one. Jeremy, it's never going to be a really, if it's a really good, they're catfishing. Why would they send you a really, a I'm real, not saying it would happen. I'm just no, being honest, God. being an honest Jeremy, person. she replied with you and blocked me, rightly so. And I haven't done it since. There you go, Jeremy. All right. According to some others that I read, I think it's an appropriate way for the conversation to reach a flirty level, like a validation for the conversation to reach the level of sexuality that they want. So instead of being like amping it up, I said like. I just need a buzzer. Every time I say like, I need you to electrically shock, shock me. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So they think that to get to level of touchy sexy, they have to send dick. And it's like, okay, you like dick? The dick pic? And then we keep going, right? To elevate, escalate the the level of sexuality. I would I go... I would kind of go with the validation. The one, who, the, the one who said validation, I think that's why they send it. Once again, ladies, I know that half of you have received the penis, but less than 1% of men, I'm sure, are sending the penis. Hey, I okay? apologize Brutal. to the woman for the stupid 1% of men that are ruining it for the 99% of men. Okay, stop sending the penis. That's our little exploration of why men might be sending the penis, can but it's a real issue. Yeah. I can tell you some, some stats behind this that I think is actually why this is occurring, possibly. Okay, go ahead, yeah. Do you know what the ratio of men to women is on Tinder? Is it is it is it 60-40, 70-30? Right, 70-30, right? Probably Is, is probably, it 70-30? It, it's so you would think, right? It's got to be sixty forty. I can I guess because I'm an amazing guesser. You can guess. Uh, I I think on Tinder it's seventy thirty. I think it's seventy thirty. 
Yeah, what is it? Right, it should be 70-30, right? Is it like 90-10? What is it? Right? What is it? It's nine to one. Nine men to one women? Nine men to every one woman. Oh, that's got to be now. Because there's more, there's better apps for women now. The apps are marketed towards women. So so now let's talk about those apps. These are some of my favorite stats. And here's what's great is like, when when you look at these stats, never look at the stats that are from the dating apps because they're obviously not going to be right. So these are independent research groups that have come up with these stats recently in 2019. Um, I'll get I'll get the this is from Statista I believe, but I'll get it later later in the outline. Yeah. Do you know so Bumble right? Bumble's for women. It's marketed towards women. Is it actually working for women? But it's well, marketed. What, towards what, do you, them. what do you think the the gender ratio is on Bumble? I think it's it's got to be better, right? <laughs> I mean, before you 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 yeah. gave me this wry so smile. Um, I mean, I think it would be. 60 40 60 women 40 men right it's gotta be 60 40 oh my god what is it all right 80 20 it is five men to every one woman what wait <laughs> how it does is that make five sense? men to every one woman really on bumble yes it is five men to so oh i this is a phenomenon uh, some women can just go without sex for like five years so i did a lot of research onto why the hell is this happening Right, because there's a lot of women out I mean, there. It makes like, sense. Like men, like they want, you know, okay. they more more want the sexual. So why is there a gender skew, basically? Right. Couple reasons. Sure. Yeah. Let's go. With, let's go with the first reason. I'm not saying women don't want women want the sexual too, but men see are more proactive in pursuing the sexual. That's what I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's 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 go with the first reason. This is yeah. from a psychologist at the University of Leicester. Hello, Lester. What he said is that the reward centers in his studies, the reward, the, the men's brain, which is just reward oriented, just to get a reward. Like a dog. Like a dog. Like a, like a, like a dog, animal. Like an animal. It, it's way more set up for this app. It's way more set up for these games. The dope, the dope so, mean so and stuff. Tinder, Tinder, when they designed Tinder, they wanted it to look like trading cards. They're like, we're going to make people look like trading cards and make it like a magic game where you go through people like an RPG. And dudes are like, ooh, I've been collecting yeah. baseball and, cards. And a dude's like, I've been playing video games all my life. Like, this is great. Like, you know what? And the, and the dudes love it, right? So the, the, they're made for dudes, basically, for the kind of brain that a dude has. Okay. Okay? Other thing. The game. The gamification. The gamification kind of, of it is more is, is funner for a dude, for, for general, in general. Okay. Other thing. Dating for online dating fatigue. Okay, so while while a dude can go th- goes through profiles and just doesn't care, you know, match blah blah blah, swipe 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 swipe. I was talking to my friend and he went through like twenty. He was just going through profiles as I was talking to him, not caring. Okay, yeah, right. But and this is from the psychologist at the University of Leicester. So don't don't shoot me. Okay, I'm the messenger. What he says is that women can become more emotionally attached. So when they see a dude that they really like that checks all the boxes that matches with them too, they can like really get really hopeful that something's going to happen. Whereas the dude like doesn't give a fuck. It's transactional for the dude. It's much more transactional. Wait, but the dude this still one, wants a relationship. A right, lot of dudes. Right. Okay. But the dudes don't have, they don't get emotionally invested like, like the female, some females do with someone that they match with or someone that they like. Let me just. It seems more of a stereotype. Do you have data behind this? Yes, it's, this is from a psychologist at the University of Leicester. It's not okay. from me. Okay, sorry. Again, don't okay. shoot the. You're right. You're Please right. don't shoot me. Sorry. All right. So, so let me, let me just finish. So they when when that doesn't turn out well, when someone that they become emotionally invested doesn't turn out well, and that happens over and over and over again. I've seen this with my friends that are women. When that, when it happens a lot, they get so exhausted from using the apps. That they just quit. They're like, I have to take three months off because I'm like emotionally exhausted. Whereas the dudes are just like, oh, they didn't match. Whatever. Blah, 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 this, blah, blah. This is coming from the psychologist at Lester. This is coming from a psychologist. Not from me. So don't shit on me. Okay. So, Fair but do you, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, I do see what you're saying. For dudes, it's transactional. For women, there's more of an emotional investment. Uh, okay. Wait, what do you mean? Okay. If you disagree. I'm trying to think if I agree or disagree with that. And... So, I think I do. I think I do agree with that for the majority. But I think that there is a bad stigma of men that men rally. just want to, just want to shtup. I just want to shtup like as many women as they can. And the the dudes that I know who use the app, you know, they don't want to do that. They they would like to find someone on the me app too. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a little bit of a stigma, but maybe it is truer than I think. Right. I. 
I feel like so when when the girls get the fatigue, but we're talking about like why they were just older. We're talking about just about being thirty. We're talking about why there's gender skew on the app. Yeah. When the girls get the fatigue, they leave the app right for three months, whereas the dude just keeps swiping back and forth, and then you know that keeps going on. And also the apps are more geared towards dudes, the gamification of it, and then you get a nine to one ratio on apps or five to one. Tell you something interesting about Bumble. Yep. Because Bumble, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I just I just want this information to be out there. Yep, go ahead. they make a big deal about having a lot of women on their executive team and that it is it is a woman-run company by the the woman who she actually left Tinder and sued them and, start, and started Bumble. What's her name? Whitney Wolf, I believe, uh-huh. is the CEO. Let me, tell you, let me tell you a couple things about Bumble. Okay. Okay, that the, the, they, they might not like to be out there. Bumble is 80% owned by a man Russian billionaire. Who, which who one? Who met... Andre Russian on, something on Dreavers. Okay. Uh, he met with Whitney Wolf at the beginning and basically funded her. She was funded from the beginning to start it okay. by yeah. this dude. Everyone needs funding. No, it's not it's a problem. Deal. I'm just I'm just I'm putting out some information. Bumble is 80% owned by a man. It's owned by him. It's not operated by him. Okay. Though. He, he, he right, needs the money. And now I'm an entrepreneur. It's an entrepreneur. I'm just saying. And now I'm just telling you why there's a gender skew on apps. Okay. And now we're on now we're on to now we're on to the development, okay? Sorry. They're their CTO and their CPO. Mm-hmm. Both positions primarily responsible for developing the product. Yeah, they are both men. Yeah, no kidding. I know, but I'm just saying when people are saying that like it, this is it's an app for women. Actually, the development team is run by men. Well, I, I mean, like, what about like women's beauty products or other female products? Like, there's a bunch of men involved. In no, there. nothing. There's nothing. My friend, nothing wrong. I'm know, putting out stats. My friend Gabe, here. good friend Gabe, right? His yeah. family makes. I'm, Gabe, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin this. It's some sort of airport tampon business. Sense, it's not Sensibles, is it? But yeah, it's like female products. Like that's his family's business. You know, there's no I I don't think that just because they have uh, male developers no, doesn't no, no. make it like male no, dominated. No, 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 no. The reason I'm saying it is because there's a gender skew on apps. I'm trying to explain why there's a gender skew. Okay. Even on okay. apps like Bumble, it's still mainly male developers that are developing it. Uh huh. So so that could help the gender skew. Could make the app more geared toward men. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't agree with that take. Great. Um, but I, I like that you're fired up. But I don't agree that just because it's run, I mean, the chief of product is a man, doesn't mean he can't make All something right. for women. Let's, but let's talk about our experience. Okay. Guess what? It was really hard for us to develop an app that was for bar mitzvah age women. That wanted oh to God, have no, that wa- 13 year old women that wanted to be 13 year old men. No, my bad. Mother, it was hard for me and Adam to develop an app that was for Jewish mothers that were like 40 to What 50. he's talking about is a company that Noah and I started a couple years ago called the Talit. Yeah, baby. It's about bar mitzvah planning. Okay. And it was difficult for us to make an app that was for Jewish mothers because, because we're not Jewish because mothers. We're not Jewish mothers. We're like 27 year old dudes. And I think that when, when you have male developers that are developing an app, it's it's going to be geared more towards men. There is no way that it's not. Yeah. So what you're trying to say is these apps That's are more male, skewed. more gender skewed than you would think. They're more gender skewed than you would think. Okay. I take your point. Thank what, you. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to take a musical break. And then after the break, guess what it's time for? What's time for? It's time for the halftime. Oh, time. yes. Yeah. It is time for the halftime money. Let's fucking do it. This is the halftime money toast, where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story and Noah will respond with his immediate thoughts. This halftime money, as I raise my glass to the sky, goes to the Short King dating app. Oh, yeah. To apply, you must be a, in quotes, Short King, 5'8 or shorter, or a Short King lover. Cheers to short king dating. It's fucking, where's our profile? Yeah. No, please tell us about the success of online dating and the satisfaction rate in okay. general. I'm going to tell you about, I'm going to go, this is going to be a lot. Okay. I want, you it's perk, a lot. I want you to perk your ears up. They're always perked. As we talked about, how many millennials like it? So in this section, just before I go, I always do this. I start and I got to go back. In this section, 
we're gonna i'm gonna summarize just how this is going for people and these are all from stats do people like this or do they not we're gonna go into dating and sex both has it been more successful how many millennials like it first in a survey by tilt in 2018 they found that 84 percent of millennials as i've said would rather find love in real life than online dating compared to 10 years ago 40 this is this is pew research center the same center that you quoted 47% of Americans say dating is harder now than it was 10 years ago. And this is compared to 19% of people say that it's easier now than it was 10 years ago. 10 years again is before. What did the other, out. what did the other percent say? 33% said that it's the same, which is literally like, I don't even, I want to slap, I want to slap them. How can you say that dating is the same as it was 10 years ago before these apps came out? Maybe they haven't used the app. Maybe they're like an ostrich with their, with their head in the ground. So anyway, more than two times as many people say that it's harder now than it was 10 years ago. But with so many more options out there, Adam, so many more ways to meet strangers, why the fuck is this? So here's the thing about these, these stats. We have a lot of stats about how it's going. But in reality, Tinder's on, Tinder and these kind, of, these kind of apps like that for heterosexuals, shout out to Grindr, which was the first one to come out in 2009. Revolutionary. Gr Grindr, revolutionary before Tinder. Visionary. Shout out, shout out to the gays coming out with that one. Okay. Um, we only have eight years, really, of data. Eight years of data on these apps. So we don't really know why this is occurring, why people are more frustrated than ever, but I have some inferences. Okay. Women, let's go to women versus men. Women are much more likely than men to say dating has gotten harder at 55% versus 39% for men. That's significant. Yes. The women are, are so I, I was reading on Reddit too. Some dudes are like, oh, it's so easy for women, blah, 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 blah. You know, because it's like, you know, it's a nine. Because to, they are, they're thinking that women receive more messages than they do. So, right? it, it, so it's a nine to one gender skew, right? So the women do receive more messages and more matches, but also some women get absolutely bombarded with messages because of that gender skew. And so that actually leads to their frustration and then their emotional fatigue and their fatigue on the apps and they sign off the apps. Okay. People looking for a relationship from online dating. If you're looking for a relationship from online dating, that's the reason that you're using it. According to the Pew Research Center, 67% of you say that it is not going well at all. What? The looking for a relationship part? If you're using the apps to look for a relationship. Yep. 67% of those people say that it's not going well. Okay. Okay. This is insane. If you have not been listening to the podcast this whole time, you've been working out, doing whatever, it's fine. We love you. But this is the part. Just listen to this, this paragraph. Okay, yep. please listen to this. For sex, let's talk about sex. For sex, the share of U.S. adults reporting no sex in the past year. This is perfect. I would love to know this. Reached yeah. an all-time high in 2018. The people, the I can't no sex people. This. There's no sex single people or no sex? Just people that have not had sex in the past year reached an all-time high in 2018, according to the Washington Post. What is the percentage? And this is coming from Americans age 18 to 29, people that, that usually bone a lot of the time. Okay. It more than doubled between 2008 to, to 2018. It doubled. Wow. I so basically, like, basically since Tinder has come out, people are having less, twice as less sex. No one's shooting off a cannon. No one's having sex. We're having way less sex. Okay. It's now at 23% of, of people 18 to 29 do not have sex at once in a year. Jesus. I'm sorry. Again, let me let me just say these are all pre-corona stats. I because you know corona year. Let's talk about sex rates once a week. Okay, so that was no sex at all. Let's go to sex rates once a week. The share of people having sex once a week in 1996 was 51 percent. Again, this is people from 18 to 29 this is at years old. At least once a week. Okay, yes, from people 18 18 to 29 years old. In 1996. Half of them were having sex at least once a week. There was a lot of boning going on, Adam. Yep. Okay. Now in 2020, it's at 39%. Did you hear that? Yeah. So there's less we're people boning. We're down 12%. Yeah. There seems to be a lot less boning going on. There's a on. fuck ton less boning. Why the fuck is there less? This makes no sense. There's because less we boning. Because ha we have the apps. We should be boning more. Yeah. So in summation, most everyone is not satisfied with the dating apps if they're using them to try and date and get in a relationship. And also, they're boning less. And also, if you're using it just to have sex, they also don't like it. Because we're boning less. Because we're boning less. Okay. 
But I wonder if it's, is it people that not are not using the apps that are boning less? Are the people using the apps boning more? Right, because that was a general right. study. Right, that was a general study. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. There's a lot of people not boning. Okay, so we're boning less. Got we're, it. We're boning less, okay? And we're we're not very happy with how they're leading to our relationships. Oh, That's yeah. what the stats say. So they're so the stats say that they are not working for either relationships or boning. Right. And now I'm going to get into the why. And please note that the why is subjective. No one actually knows why this is happening. Or if this is just really technology in general and the rise of social media and all this other shit that's actually causing it. Dating apps are just on for the ride. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I think. Num- number one, technology. There's a lot more to do now than going to date. We can play some video games. We can watch Netflix. And basically, our interpersonal contact is going down now. So dating should be as well. The other thing, gender skew. We talked about this. This is from statistics Statistics research looking at 12 million users by Ogilvy's Insight Hub. Gender skew. We already talked about gender skew, honestly. Basically, it's 9 to 1 for Tinder. It's 5 to 1 for Bumble. Women get emotional fatigue. They get bombarded by messages. The dudes get frustrated. Okay. More work, less satisfaction. We touched on that, Adam. Adam, talk to us about more work, less satisfaction. What about it? Basically, when you're meeting in person or when the most of the time that you're meeting someone to be a couple, it's either through, in 1995, it's through friends and family or coworkers or school. That's how you met people. Now you're meeting them online. And so instead of just getting right to that first date, you have about a week to two weeks of work. And maybe now you even have a video call, as you were saying, before you even get to a date. So there's a lot more work. There's a lot more swiping. There's a lot more time involved for like less sex and less successful dates. Yeah. When I was doing the dating, it was a lot of effort is what I remember. And it was really annoying. It's very time consuming. Right. And you have to be actively on it to set things up. And it becomes a chore. It's right. really, really it's like cumbersome. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, you have to make the profile. You have to do the conversations. You have to update your pictures. You got to take good pictures. You got blah, 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 blah. Back in the old day, your friend was like, hey, just you go to dinner with her. And you're yeah. like, great, I'll go to dinner with her. No work. And then you get to see if it works or not. That's a huge reason people are frustrated. Definitely. It's a time investment. Yeah. The other reason people are, are frustrated, okay, is because they're checking all these boxes that they think is the, it's called, you this know. It's an interesting one. Because you're checking, you're looking for the same so person. So you're basically like, okay, I know exactly what I want and I'm going to check these 10 boxes. Okay. So you, yeah. you check all the 10 boxes and it takes you a ton of work to filter out and check the 10 boxes of someone that will actually match back with you. So now you've done a ton of work to get that. Now you finally go on the first date and you realize that it's not working with the, with the person that you check 10 boxes with. And they check all the boxes. So why is it not happening? They check all the boxes. So why is it not happening? But again, the, what is the science behind the notion that we want someone exactly like us? It's cra- it, Is there anything to that? Like we want someone exactly to be like, to have our same likes, you know, our same education. Right. Do we really want that in a mate, in a partner? So basically, um, if you're checking all the boxes, mm-hmm. okay, you check, you check the 10 boxes, you go to a date and you don't like that person. It's going to build frustration for, for me. If I was on J date, which I think I'd be the most successful at that person is going to have a very similar, similar family upbringing that I would have too. So it's someone very like me, but it, it, you know, it's not actually what you want. You don't, it's like on Uber Eats. It's like, you don't really know what you want. Wouldn't you rather have a chef just pick up really tight on Uber Eats. They just had to randomize just random, randomly give me it randomly. Give me some food. I would love randomize. Well, you know, that's kind of like actual life and dating, but like, you know, what did you look up anything about the science of finding someone? Cause on OkCupid, what I remember is that they have a match score. So it's like, you can be like, it's like you're 95% compatible or you're 65% compatible. And that's just an illusion. Is it not? I mean, how do you know if you're compatible with that person just based on if you both like get scared on airplanes? You know what I mean? Right. And the thing is like, there's no, there's no way to find the magic. And I feel like if you're in person, you can see like kind of like how that person interacts with the environment in a way that like they could have. The, so like if you have seven pictures, it's just such a limited view of that person that it's so hard to know what's going to happen. You've already put in a ton of time. That's basically why I think people are frustrated. Yeah. Let me tell, let me tell you about some positives real fast. Okay. Okay. Positives about dating. If you live in a rural community, um, 
there's a very good chance that this gives you way more options to meet strangers. For sure. So if you live in like a tiny town and you and there's no singles, you want to meet someone from the town over, this would really help you. I tell you, I used to live in Livermore, which is a little town in the East Bay, the Bay Area. Yeah. And I would drive to San Jose for dates, which is like an hour and a half away. If you do get in a relationship from online dating, Adam. Yep. The relationship that that you that you go in is gonna is statistically gonna be as good, like with not breaking up or not getting divorced, as a relationship that's developed offline, even slightly better. So actually, oh, wow. okay. so actually, the relationships that if you do find one and get in one, they actually work even better. Why is that? Um, I'm not sure, but they seem to work. Because is it? Be- oh, that's amazing. So it, yeah. is it because maybe if you find the one, there's so much pull to go back on there and find someone else that must be really good. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're just like, that was fucking horrible. We're staying. No, the, the opposite reason. Oh, opposite reason. I was like, maybe it's so good that I don't want to go back and just swipe, 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 swipe. Because I bet the urge to just go back and swipe this would be large. Right, exactly. That you don't want to go back into the apps and use them. Yes. <laughs> Dude, dudes that don't want to be rejected in person, okay, the apps call this the double opt-in, basically, is that you can... You don't have to go up to someone and get rejected. You can just see who matches with you. However, all even though all that logically ma- even though all that logically makes sense, the data says that people are very dissatisfied with online dating. Okay. Okay. Open kimono. All right. So let's do one more break, and then afterwards we will hit open kimono. Okay. This is the Open Kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic. This topic being, is online dating good or is it bad? Is it helping relationships or not? And we leave nothing to the imagination here because our kimonos are open. Noah, what's your open kimono? My open kimono is two things, Adam. Is one about the fact that you're holding your mic? <laughs> one is the fact that I'm holding my mic because it's falling down. No, it's about, it's about two things. One is people don't know what they want. And, and I think the apps have showed this. The, the other, it's three things actually. People don't know what they want. Two, there's more time investment to have less success. And three, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Are they, do the apps have a more sinister thing? So we know this, right? When people are looking at an app success, what do they want to see? Engagement. Engagement. They want to see users. More, moreover, they want to see active users, right? Absolutely. What happens when you find a relationship on an app? If you're using Tinder and you found a relationship, what happens to you? I, I think I know where you're getting, where you yeah. get off the app. You will leave the app. And then you're not a user anymore. And then you're not a user anymore. Is that what they want? And that is the last thing that they want. So I, so no one has broken ranks yet as a developer there. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, thank you. No there's one, no whistleblower. There's no Edward Snowden. There you go. There's, right? no, there's no Snowden yet. We're waiting for the Snowden. No, <clears throat> no one has broken ranks yet and said, oh, we designed the app so that you, know, you get close, but we don't want you to leave. That's a fantastic so, point. Yeah, and I think about this a lot. These apps do not, if you are successful and getting a relationship, that is bad for the app. You will then leave the app, right? And when these apps have these meetings with investors, companies that have poured money in, the company says, hey, you have a million active users. I need you to get a million and a half in six months. And so the app's like, well, if, if they all get in a relationship, this is going to be really bad for us. Because <laughs> we lose an active Because then user. we'll lose all the users. So for me, I think about are these apps actually sinister in that we just want there in the if you work for the app, they're like, okay, we want people to just meet, hook up, meet, hook up, meet, hook up, and stay on the app. Yeah, they want you to stay on the meet hook up train. They want you to stay on the meet hookup train. Do they want you to meet someone? 
Because that would be bad for them. Good point. Okay. Solid point. Your open uh, for my open kimono, I think that the apps are, in general, a good thing. Hmm. I think that I know a lot of people who are in relationships from these apps, and their relationships are really strong. You know, like our great friend Brendan Bierman. Right. He met a, he met a great woman, Liz, on the app. And it's great. It's a great relationship. Yeah. Or right? Cousin Becca. Cousin it's Becca. Seth. They just got married. Yeah. Because of the apps. You know, I think that people are a little bit too obsessed with the origin story of their relationship. Like how I said, fucking like, again, I need the shocker. Okay, keep going. About how they met. Because that's a big romantic part of a relationship. Like we met at an office party. We met on the street and stuff like that. So I think people are a little obsessed with that. And it doesn't really matter because you can have just as strong of a relationship online. And you have the same exact problems, the same exact successes as a relationship in the RL that when you meet. I think it's the same thing. So I think it is mostly a good thing. But human nature is going to human nature. People are going to flash. People are going to send dicks. You know, stuff like that. And there's no stopping that. But I think that they are a good thing for our age. Interesting. I disagree with you based on the stats saying that there's less sex and people are more dissatisfied. But good point. I like the point. Shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. And the more she will meet on online dating apps all over the place. Yeah. Sprinkled all over. Sprinkled all all over the the internet. Shout out to all of our single friends during COVID. Yeah. I'm sorry. Masturbation can be enjoyable. It can be enjoyable. Don't hurt yourself. Some say masturbation is the only way to go. Stretch beforehand. Stretch. Don't hurt that. Use lubrication. Use lubrication. Don't hurt yourself. How are porn sites doing in Corona? Um, Must be doing amazing. Great to have a porn site. Must be doing amazingly well. Guys, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on all your podcasting platforms. Please, if you've listened to a few episodes of the podcast and you love it, give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast. We really appreciate it, Noah. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope if you're single, you find Bye-bye.